Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show on Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you for doing that. Tell your friends about us. And you can email us at the www.greatagereboot.com or questions at greatagereboot.com. And you can tell us anything you want on that, who you'd like as a guest, etc. All of those things. Um, And at greatagereboot.com, we're going to get a number of those stories, um, if you will, and I'm going to do the Q&As on those on the website through a video link there. Um, But we'll also try and do them here and answer them to you directly. No personal questions. Don't ask me about, should I take a statin at this dose or this dose? We're not giving professional advice. We're giving what is knowledgeable in the medical profession. Um, The medicine is advancing so fast um, that I am very glad our sponsor that is Life's First Naturals, lifefirstnaturals.com, is still staying our sponsor. And uh, the message on that, most specifically, um, is that you can go to their website and find out about TrueBiotics, Bovine Colostrum, or any of their other studies that relate to those products. Just incredibly good data there at lifesfirstnaturals.com. But I've decided that medicine is advancing so fast um, that I'm going to give you a three to five minute summary of the milestones in longevity that are occurring so you know why I wrote the Great Age Reboot and what the Great Age Reboot is all about. Medicine is, as I said, advancing like IT did in the last decade exponentially. I like Peter Diamandis's explanation of exponentially. 30 linear steps, 30 yards closer to your target, 30 exponential steps, 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, etc. And you're 26 times around the earth. Well, over the last 170 years, life expectancy at birth for those in the United States has increased from 40 to 78 years in a relatively straight line of about two and a half year gain every 10 years. This was initially due to improvements in sanitation and infant health, later in the management of chronic diseases like high blood pressure and diabetes. But we are likely to get a 30 year exponential jump in the next decade. And you're about to be able to live longer and younger than ever before. This jump in how long you will live is due to the exponential progress in 14 areas of mechanisms of aging research, each of which has already proven to change aging in at least two animal species. So I expect with at least an 80% probability, and I think that's a conservative guess, that one of these 14 areas of research in aging mechanisms will break through and allow you to function as a 40-year-old at calendar age 90. And it's happening now. Let me just give you some examples um, in the next two minutes that I think are incredible. 
Thanks to gene editing, 75 of 75 people who have now been treated for sickle cell disease or thalassemia because they, they produce an abnormal gene that produces sickle hemoglobin. Well, they edit it out and they no longer have it. 75 of 75 successful. Thanks to proteostasis research and AI in large databases, we're seeing a protocol designed to determine if Viagra prevents Alzheimer's. Thanks to immunomodulation, metastatic melanoma that had less than a 5% five-year survival in 2004 now has over a 60% cure rate. Yes, cure. And thanks to hermetic oxygen therapy, skin aging has been reversed in 13 guys. Um, and using senolytic processes in several studies in animals and one in humans, just regularly donating plasma made brain, brain function and muscle function younger. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe those people who thought about bloodletting, uh, if you will, um, knew something. Even obesity and type 2 diabetes are being eradicated in multiple animal species. Now, to be clear, and I want to be clear on this, especially on the podcast. This is just six of the 14 areas of research. And we talked about gene editing. We talked about senolytics. We talked about AI. We talked about proteostasis. We talked about, um, if you will, repair or um, regeneration of stem cells. Um, so all of these, these six areas, if you will, are just six of the 14, and we don't know which of these, if any, will work consistently in humans or in large groups of humans. But the promise is here. You just won't be living longer. You'll be living younger. Instead, it, 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 if, if you, the animal models indicate you'll be extending that period between ages 30 and 60 to between 30 and 90. And due to longer working lives, you and society will be able to afford it. One of these sessions, we'll get Peter Linneman on, who's an economist at Wharton, or emeritus at Wharton, who will talk to us about how you'll be able to afford it. It's really quite remarkable. The Great Age Reboot is all about opportunity, the opportunity to change every life, yours too, for the better, and the opportunity to considerably reduce inequality. To prepare for the reboot, you can make choices that help slow the aging process. That's what is possible now. And I'm going to do three or four minutes of this at every start of the A segments until we exhaust all the topics I want to talk about relating to that. But now let's go to the news of the week. Understaffing and anesthesia is linked to patient death and complications. That's right. Often anesthesiologists are staffed with a physician one-on-one -on -one, or occasionally one uh, with two nurse anesthetists. Occasionally you'll see a nurse anesthetist alone. Occasionally it'll be one-on-three or one-on-four. Well, when it's one-on-four, one anesthesiologist with four nurse anesthetists covering four rooms, it increases your risk of dying by 14%. Not a good situation. One-on-one -on -one and one-on-two seem to work fine. It's when you got bigger than one-on-two that the mortality rate increased in this large study. Second, and that, that's kind of a, if you will, the, uh, 
the, the longevity is the next disruptor story. Um, if you have genetic risks for a stroke, we now are getting to understand them. It turns out that if you do exercise, if you eat healthy, if you manage stress, if you avoid cigarettes, you actually eradicate the increased risk that your genes pose. You get to control your genes or at least your genetic risks in this way. And fewer Americans, let me go and give you the exact number, fewer Americans are dying of heart disease than ever before. Um, what is the number? Well, um, US, using U.S. data from the U.S. Center of Diseases and Controls, um, and yes, minorities had higher risks, um, but um, if you will, um, the it used to be that 40% of people would die of heart disease. It's still the number one killer, but it's down to about 25% of the causes of death. Now, some of that in this period may be due to the increase due to, if you will, COVID infections. But in general, we're decreasing the risk of dying due to aggressive treatment um, of diabetes, of high blood pressure, um, of, of um, if you will, LDL cholesterol itself. Um, those things are all coming under control as well as the rapid placement of stents and coronary artery bypass surgery. So these things are really changing greatly. Um, and that's the reason we've had this wonderful drop-off. Um, if you don't take your medicines and you're diabetic, guess what? You're more likely to have to develop dementia. Not any secret. Take your medicines or do lifestyle and get healthy. But don't do neither. And until you do lifestyle and do healthy, um, it it wouldn't hurt to, uh, in fact, take your medicines to get to the point where you lower your risk. If you've got atopic dermatitis, that's a eczema or allergy-related uh, skin lesion, get treated because it's tied to poor mental health. We don't know why. We think it may be autoimmune disease aggravation that is aggravating your immune system and up, upping its inflammatory status throughout your body. Um, maybe it's due to something else, but whatever it's due to, um, we want you to get treated so that doesn't carry over to give you some other problem. Next story to talk about is the memory loss that people have after strokes. If, and nearly 800,000 Americans suffer a stroke every year. Many of them come away with depression, fatigue, and memory loss. But the great news is that about one-third of those with memory loss after the stroke recovered that function almost totally in the study. So do rehabilitation. But remember, if you have a stroke, if you have the signs of a stroke, um, get to a hospital fast as you can in a stroke center. We don't want you just any hospital. 
we want you to go to stroke, uh, stroke Center if you can. It's one of the values of living in Cleveland. Why? Because you can live in Cleveland because these places are so good and so accessible in the short term and have stroke therapy, I guess you'd call them vans. They have two of them around the city so that you get immediate care because time saved is brain saved. Menopausal hormone therapy, giving hormones to women over who are in breast cancer, uh, have been treated for breast cancer. No increase in this study, large study um, from Denmark. No increase in uh, breast cancer risk with hormone therapy after breast cancer recurrence. After breast cancer. What do you do if you've got a cancer? Do you tell the kids? Um, well, kids have no problem coping when the cancer risk information is shared with them. Um, but it's not uncommon for parents not to tell the kid. So there is special help. Um, and many cancer centers are now teaching parents about it. Um, and so there is, go to the website and find out more about it. Um, and you'll find out how to break the news um, to parents and then even to the kids about their risk if it's a genetic um, cancer. So the key points today, do get healthy. Do check on your anesthesia situation. If you're going to have an operation, make sure you're at most one anesthesiologist for two patients with nurse anesthetist providing the primary care and the one anesthesiologist supervising the others. Don't let it be three or four rooms. If he says it's ever going to be three or four rooms, you opt out of that place. Tell the surgeon why. Other things that we wanted to, to talk about today and remind you about is if you've got atopic dermatitis, get, can get treated for it so that you have a lower inflammation level throughout your body. And I guess the other thing to talk about is take your pills. The type 2 diabetics who did not take their pills had an increased risk of memory and cognitive dysfunction and dementia. So take your pills. Um, even better, if you're pre-diabetic, talk to your doctor about what you can do with exercise and food choices and weight loss and stress management and sleep to avoid going into diabetes and even reversing your pre-diabetes. Once again, just to remind all of us, we are sponsored. Go to their website just to say hello so they know we that you've listened to what's the website? Life's First Naturals, naturals with an S, dot com. They do sell probiotics and bovine colostrum there. They also have the data for how good they are there. Thanks, Caitlin, for great engineering. Thank you for downloading us. And we have a wonderful guest coming up. The uh, topic is incredibly interesting. It is wound healing. And hope you can join us for this session on wound healing. That's the B segment of 1108. 
This is 1108A, the latest medical news of the week and what it means to you with that special, if you will, on our usual topic of longevity, my favorite topic. We're going to have three or four minutes of that every week. Thanks again. This has been Dr. Roizen. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual podcast. Thanks for downloading us, and we'll be back next week.